Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in. Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahla baytaha al-tayyibin al-tahirin. What's the first thought that comes to your mind when you hear the name of the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam? Oftentimes, whenever we throw out any name or any place or any figure, a picture is automatically drawn in our mind that attach that image to what we perceive as a reality of that person or of that place, for instance. When I, for instance, say sun, what comes in your mind? When I say tree, what comes in your mind? When I say mom, what comes in your mind? When I say grandfather, what comes in your mind? Oftentimes, not only the images that appear in our mind tell a story about that person or that place or that figure or that object that we're referring to, but often when we say mom or when we say dad or when we say someone who we know that we're very close to, we don't only see a picture, but we also see character along with it. For instance, if I'm recollecting my late grandfather, when someone says his name, the first thought that comes to my mind is his wisdom, for instance. And when I hear the name Muhammad wasallam, the first thought that comes to my mind, and that likely should be the thought of every other believer, is mercy. Because God says about the Messenger of God وسلم, in the whole Quran that he did not send our Messenger except to be a mercy to all of the worlds. And in this month of mercy, in these days of God's mercy, the holy month of Ramadan, what better thing to reflect and contemplate upon than the Prophet of mercy and the Messenger of mercy and the man who embodied mercy to its human perfection. And that, of course, is our Prophet And I want to just spend a couple of moments really reflecting upon the meaning of this verse of the whole Qur'an in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةٌ لِلْعَالَمِينَ That we did not send you, O Muhammad, except to be a mercy to all of the worlds. We gain a whole host of different benefits upon reflecting and contemplating upon this ayah of the whole Qur'an. The first thing that we understand from it, number one, is that the Prophet ﷺ was sent down primarily as a mercy to his community. Primarily as a mercy to every single one of us. Because it was his role and his responsibility in bringing people from darkness into light. That itself is a mercy. That it was his responsibility from, pe- from taking people out of ignorance into knowledge as his role and as his responsibility. That through the light of the Messenger of God, وآله, we will walk through it in order to be recipients of God's mercy, which is why he's known as a mercy to the world. That reciting salutations upon his name by saying, Allahumma salla ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad, invokes the divine mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That if I mirror myself, my mannerisms, my interactions, my life after his teachings, after his commands, and after his prohibitions, 
that all of a sudden I am a man who is guaranteed to receive the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world, in the barzakh, and in the world beyond this one. The first thing that we gain is that it was the Prophet ﷺ himself who was sent to do nothing except to be a mercy to the worlds. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةٌ لِلْعَالَمِينَ The second benefit that we gain from this verse in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states that, O oh Muhammad, we did not send you except to be a mercy unto the worlds, is that the mercy of the Prophet ﷺ is something that is beneficial not only for his ummah, meaning for believers, but for all of the worlds. And that requires us then to be a people and to be a community that strives to bring benefit by our mercy and by our compassion to anyone and to everyone around us. In other words, we have to be a prism of the mercy of the mercy of the Messenger of God, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. In hadith, it states, Khayrukum anfa'ukum. The best amongst you are those who bring the most benefit to others. What did the Prophet do except that he would bring benefit to others at every opportunity and at every juncture that he possibly could? It was his mercy and it was his compassion and it was his generosity that emanated to others, whether they believed in him or whether they didn't. It is said that there was once this man who lived outside of the holy city of Medina, but he had heard about the story, about the uniqueness of this new prophet in the Arabian Peninsula. So he had traveled to go and witness the messenger himself. And he had, and the narration states that he had come in to the holy city of Medina very skeptical about the prophet, thinking that probably the only thing that he sought was power, was kingdom, and so on. And he narrates that one day when I reached the city of Medina, I was standing outside of the mosque because they told me that Muhammad would always remain in the mosque. And so I was waiting for him to exit and I saw him exiting and I saw that there was an old lady standing by the door of the mosque waiting for the Prophet ﷺ to exit because she had some concerns that she wanted to speak to him in regards to. And when I saw the Prophet ﷺ exit the mosque, in the state of humility, this lady stopped him and would consistently be complaining to him and talking to him about her difficulties, about her problems, about her financial situation, about what her family had done to her and so on and so forth. And I waited and I waited and I waited because I wanted to go and test this man to see really is he a prophet or is he someone who's only vying for authority and power. And as I waited and waited and I waited, I saw this incredible charisma and love and sense of generosity emanating from him to this lady, though they told me he was the head of state, though they told me he had a family himself, though they told me that this man had a massive army ready to support him at his every move. Yet the messenger of God, alayhi salam, realized that it was his responsibility to bring a benefit to anyone and everyone else. And when they would go and tell the Prophet ﷺ, why is it that you're so humble in this way to others? He would respond with lines like, and who was more of a slave than I? Who was more of a servant to my community than I? 
Again, not that he was vying for any sort of name or for any sort of power, but the only thing that concerned the Messenger of God was to bring forth this love and this generosity and this mercy to others. When I take a look at myself, collectively as a community, in this month of Ramadan, what are we doing to really being a people who emphasize and emanate that mercy of the Messenger of God In a hadith from Imam al-Sadiq he states, كُونُوا دُعَاتًا لَنَا سَامِتِينَ أو بغير That bring people to us, teach them about our wisdom, bring people to the light of the Prophet quietly, without using your tongue. The way to exposing people to our religious tradition is not by going and standing and reciting ayat of the whole Qur'an in your local subway station. People will think you're kind of crazy if you do that. Rather, what we have to be doing is emanating the character of the Prophet of God Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states that, O Messenger of God, if your heart was a little bit hard, they would have distanced themselves from you. But it was that incredibly magnetic personality of the Messenger of God وسلم, that brought people into recognizing that He was this mercy for them and for their families and for their lineages. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةٌ لِلْآلَمِينَ That we did not send this Messenger Muhammad, we did not send you, O Prophet of God, except to be a mercy to the world if I'm from the Ummah, of the mercy unto the worlds, and what am I doing to emanating an ounce, a shred of light of the Messenger of God, sallallahu alayhi wa Inshallah, over the next couple of episodes, we'll be talking about the uniqueness of the mercy of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa and at the same time, our responsibility in this regard. But before we conclude, let me just narrate this last anecdote for you all. Tonight is the night of the 17th of the holy month of Ramadan, which according to historical reports suggests that in the second year after Hijrah, it was the date in which the Battle of Badr transpired. And in terms of understanding within this frame of recognizing the mercy of the Prophet ﷺ, even in times of intense battle and war, the Prophet ﷺ stood at the forefront of emanating this notion of love and mercy and compassion and generosity even to his enemies. Which is why it is stated that at the end of the Battle of Badr, without getting into detail of the historical circumstances and events that transpired on that day, the Muslim army had won that battle in a way that was sort of very dominating, in a very dominating fashion under the authority of the commander of that army, Hamza and Ali ibn Abi Talib, peace and blessings be upon both of them. And the Muslim army had caught 50 enemies of war from the army of the Quraysh that tried to inflict so much pain on the Muslims and specifically on the Prophet And when those 50 prisoners of war were brought to the Prophet the Prophet immediately looked to them and he said that any one of you who can teach 10 Muslims how to read and write, you will immediately be freed. Again, a stress on education, a stress on mercy, not going and giving them some sense of punishment, 
but rather allowing for them to bring benefit to the community at large in order to cultivate a society that is moving forward as opposed to moving backward. And then he said, And any one of you who do not know how to read and write, but have the wealth or some ransom to pay, so I can take the money and redistribute it to the people of Medina who don't have food, who don't have clothing, who don't have a place to live, and so on and so forth, you can pay X amount of money. Again, the mercy of the Messenger of God. If he had taken that wealth for himself, for instance, and put it in his own pocket and built his own home with it, no one would have even you know, thought of the Prophet as any less. He is the authority, he is the head of state. He could have absolutely done that. But his first thought were on the orphans and the widows of Medina. And then thirdly, he said, if you are not literate and you cannot teach anyone how to read and write, nor do you have the wealth, then you are free to go. Imagine, the mercy of the Prophet ﷺ is so intoxicating that if we go and we read the life of the Prophet of God and we reflect upon his legacy and we see how he engaged with others even those who spoke poorly and cruelly to him, we have an entire methodology in terms of how we should approach life and approach everyone who speaks poorly, everyone who surrounds us and treats us harshly, whatever it is. From the Prophet of God, وسلم, we learn the true meaning of generosity and of compassion and of love and of mercy for God's states within the whole Qur'an. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةٌ لِلْعَالَمِينَ We'll continue our discussion. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wasallallahumma ala muhammadin wa alihi al-tahreen. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jafar and look out for him on Facebook.